This is the Perfectly Mentored Podcast with your host, Jason Portnoy. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Perfectly Mentored. I'm your host, Jason Portnoy, and we are back with the Ask Jason Live show, where I fielded questions from people live. You're not going to want to miss this one. Check it out. You ready to go? Ready. Let's see what we got. Our first question from Robin. My business has grown to $50,000 per month, and I just can't seem to get over that hump and hit the $100,000 mark. I've tried everything and any help would be appreciated. I, I love the question up until the last part, which was the, I tried everything part. First off, building a business of $50,000 a month is nothing to just sell yourself short on and be like, ah, oh, just $50,000 a month. You've crafted hopefully the lifestyle you want and the business that you want, and you're making the salary of someone who's in a nine to five and doesn't have the freedoms you have. So let's celebrate part of those things. Cause I think that's a milestone that not many businesses get to whether you're profitable or not is a different story, whether you're charging enough. I let, these are all the things that get you to the hundred K mark. And then remind me the last part of that question after, cause I want to get to it, but all the ways to get there is one, A, are you charging enough? B, are you doing proper lead generation to keep your pipeline full to get people to come in? So are you bringing, you know, some of the problems where you get stuck that way is you're bringing a lot of people on, but then too many people leave after. So you're always stuck in that cycle, right? You're always bringing in new people, but then everyone's leaving the next month. So you constantly have to bring in new people, which is why you stay stuck at a level. If that's the case, you got to look at why people are leaving. Are you actually getting results? What's your customer service like? What's the end result? You got to play, play around with that a little bit more, a little bit more. If you just can't bring on anyone else. There's so many different ways you could grow. I think the number one way, if you're having success and you have clients and you go to 50K is referrals. And not many people ask that enough. Not many people talk about being like, hey, Mr. Client or Mrs. Client, who else do you know is a good fit for us? We've talked about that, I think, a few weeks ago on, on our episode about asking for referrals. Joint partnerships. Who else offers a similar service that what you have to offer? And potentially, let's say you're running Facebook ads and you know someone who only runs Google ads. That's a good synergy. They have clients that are going to need Facebook ads. Your clients are going to need Google ads. Once you form that little bit of that, that, that mutual rela beneficial relationship of, hey, I'll give you some of my clients, right? And we run it that way. And you give me some of your clients and we kind of look at it that way. And that's your ways to grow. The problem that I have with the question was, uh, you said, I've tried everything. And that is, as someone who's in the marketing space, and knows that there are hundreds, if not thousands of ways to, or not tens of thousands of ways to grow your business. Hearing someone say, I tried everything when we do a ton of marketing and have our own clients and we still haven't tried everything is problematic. So the first thing I'd sit there and say to you is what new things, what are five new things that you tried last month? Five new marketing efforts that you tried last month that didn't work. Problem is most people can't name five. So name three, most people can't name three. Most people can't name one, right? They say ads aren't working and that's it. And they credit everything off. It's not easy. You want to grow to hundred K mark. You hit one hurdle, you hit 50,000, right? Now you want to grow to that seven figures. There's additional work. There's additional resources that have to be put into it. There's additional time and effort. There's additional strategies that have to be put in place. And guess what? When you want to go to seven figures and you want to go to eight figures, 
requires more resources. It can't be doing more of the same, right? Because if this, what you're doing right now hasn't grown for you, it's time to reevaluate the strategy a little bit. So stay away from the I've done everything because that's not a good approach and try figuring out, okay, what are new ways that I could possibly bring people in? Let's go on to our next question from Zach. Okay, I want to hire full-time salespeople. I have one big client and looking to grow. Where's the best place to find salespeople? You said one, one client and looking to hire a sales team? One big client and looking to grow. Sales isn't your problem. How are you going to keep those salespeople filled with one client? So the biggest lesson I've learned, and this is even coming from the clothing space, is when you're relying on one, it's the rule of one. Whenever you're relying on one thing, your business isn't a business. You're, in, you're actually in a very, in very scary shape. You could have one big store that's paying you a lot of money, that's taking your stuff, and things are great. They're funding everything. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. I know many businesses that in the you know, early 2000s or around, around that, that were very heavily dependent on Walmart being their one distribution. They didn't really sell anywhere else. Walmart was big. They were making millions of dollars. Guess what happens when Walmart sits there and says, we don't want this anymore. Their business is done. The business is done. <laughs> Whenever you're relying on one thing, I would really go into panic and danger mode for your business. That's like, if you had like different levels, like green, orange, red, or green, yellow, orange, red, like crisis mode, like green is you're fine. Red, one is critical. Like you're, you're critical. One's better than zero, but you're still critical. So, you know, looking at it that way, it's, relying on one, one person in your company, one person doing this job, one person doing, anytime you're relying on just one thing, there's a problem. There's a problem in your business. So one client hiring, hiring salespeople isn't your thing. Unless you're hiring outbound hunters, right? Like people who are, whose job are to scrape LinkedIn audiences or go out and get emails of potential customers and whatnot and find your ideal clients that fill a, a schedule for a sales call to make, there's no point. And I think in the beginning, you are your best salesperson. I think you need to be on your sales calls first, even if you're not good at sales, because I'd rather you tank the sales call and learn what the questions are and what the objections are, because you're going to bring in a salesperson. Guess what? You're going to have to train that salesperson how to handle objections around your business. They could be the best salesperson in the world, but they still need to learn your business. So a lot of people just think, hey, I'm going to hire a salesperson. I'll take a step back. They'll grow my business for me. There is no such thing as hiring someone that's just going to grow your business for you. And you're just going to make that hire and take a step back. It's a dream. It's a fallacy. It's, it's not true. So just that's the one thing I would tell you is I, you can find salespeople anywhere, LinkedIn, Indeed. Hire my mom. There's a bunch of different, there's a bunch of different sites that, that allow you to hire people. But I think you need to figure out how do you get your pipeline full? I think that's the biggest, the biggest takeaway from that question. Yeah. Okay. All right. From Steve, we have a big spend for TikTok and Meta. What results would you, would be considered great results? Every business is different. Every business knows, every business has different profits, every uh, different profit margins. Every business has their own KPIs and goals and results are based on the game plan and the strategy you want. I know a lot of businesses that want to lose money, that are willing to lose money to acquire customers. 
on the platform because their back end and their upsells and their lifetime value, they know all these numbers and their back end is so dialed in that they're okay losing money to acquire a customer because they know losing money allows them to spend more, bring in more people, and they know that they're making more money in the long term. That's a strategy. We have clients that we work with that if we were losing money on acquiring customers, we'd be fired because that's not in that's not what they want. They want profitability. We have clients that we look at that want that focus on MER. We just want to make sure that we're not going over, let's say, 35% of revenue going towards advertising. As long as we stay within that mark, we're happy. And sales are improving. We're happy. You can play within that range. So every business has their own KPI. So results are really dependent on what you're looking for. Some people just want cheap leads. Some people want to grow their email list. So leads become how cheap can I acquire leads for? Other people want to make, have be direct response and they want to make a sale and they need to be profitable on that first sale, which is getting harder and harder to do on these platforms, but that's their goal, which is why when, when we're onboarding a client, one of the first things we ask them is what's the goal? What's the strategy? What's the long-term play here? And if they don't answer, they're like, can you tell us what KPIs we should be looking at? That's a problem for me. That's a business owner that doesn't know the landscape and is abdicating their responsibility. It is up to the client, is up to the brand to dictate the strategy and is up to whoever you hire, a consultant, coach, an agency to tell you whether that's realistic or not and then to guide you on that journey. But we can't do the journey for you. Okay. All right. From Anna, running multiple businesses and having trouble juggling things. How do you manage your time? I have Megan. That's partially true. I think I still need to get better at this. Like I just like Megan, I was going to talk to you about this after, but we, I just saw a video by like, by Gary Vaynerchuk who put out that his day is broken into 15 minute meetings. So anyone who wants to come on and or anyone who wants to have a talk, there's no 35 minute catch up meetings. There's no lunch for six hours. It's 15 minutes. Everything's blocked into 15 minutes. So if someone wants a call with him, the team sits there and says, Hey, are we doing this call? Is it important? Yeah. Put it on the books. It's 15 minutes. Now, obviously, some meetings are hour meetings and some sales calls aren't going to be 15 minutes, but the day is pretty much broken down into 15 minutes with some buffers and whatnot. And that's the whole day. And he posted actually a, a screenshot of his calendar. I'm going to send it to you. It's actually funny. Okay. It makes our calendar look like we thought we were busy with. I the, love our calendar. No, I'm just saying with, <laughs> with the four P's on there, like, he, like yeah. kids are like blocked, but that's Gary and he's a beast. But I think one of the best ways we've done is really implementing the four P's, which I talk a lot about. There's a training on it on YouTube that I did for free, which is really, there's four areas that your daily routine should go into. And that's promotion, production, provision, pedestrian. Promotion is anything that's going to make money for you. So you're running ads, any, any sales calls, that's promotional activities. And those should always have a higher priority. Then the next in priority is production, anything that you need to do in order to make those things. So me filming a video for an ad, right? The ad is the promotion. The video is the production. So that's second priority. I got to do that. Then you have provision, which is anything that you're obligated to do, but doesn't necessarily directly bring in money. So me doing my coaching calls, me jumping into a group and doing a training for them, me doing a podcast, that's provision. And then there's pedestrian, which is all your like, those are the errands. So go buy toothpaste, go book a flight, plan your vacation, plan, plan a massage, whatever it is. That goes under pedestrian. So that's the order of what you should do during the day. So when you wake up and you're looking at things and you're like, okay, where do I start? I got to book a vacation. I got to do this. I got the priority for you is to move the business forward. So you start with promotion, production, provision, pedestrian. That's how you go through it to the point where we have a calendar, but like, I'm so like, like, this is like daily what goes on. Like I have, 
I have it in, this travels with me everywhere, right? It's broken down. And if you look, it's broken down into the four P's right here, right? The four quadrants. And then I put notes in here and I'm always traveling with this. Megan schedules my calendar online and I see it and that's great. But this allows me to just every day plan my day and look what's going on and plan accordingly. So I'm always walking around with one of these pretty old school. But I think that's how you stay on top of time and juggle things. And then on top of that is we have the priority matrix, right? Which is something that we've given all the market domination coaching members access to, which is you type in your task, what you need to do. You type in and it forms like a formula and it will actually prioritize it for you and show you the tasks that you should be doing first. So you just bring dump everything into there and it will reorganize for you. And that's how you do it. You just need a, a plan of attack. And then you need a Megan who is, I heard this great term, it's called the doorman. You need a doorman in your life. Everyone needs a doorman and the doorman makes sure that things don't get on your plate unless they move your business forward, unless they move things for you, right? So everything goes through the doorman and it's from a book that I'm actually reading right now. I'll tell you. And when I say reading, I mean, listening to, but it's, you need more money by Matt Monero. So I credit Matt with the doorman and that's what it is. It's really having someone in place that makes sure that nothing that you have your goals, your team knows your goals, your doorman knows your goals, Megan knows what our goals are. Nothing should be booked on the calendar. Nothing should get through if it doesn't move it forward. That's how you protect your time. Say no to more things too. That's a good point. Okay, Steve says, thank you. You're welcome. All right, next question from Sam. I want to start a podcast and make money from it. What's the strategy? So the strategy is if you want to start a podcast and you want to make money is you can have really big name guests and then go out and get sponsors. You could get a ton of downloads and sponsors want to see the downloads and then they pay you X amount of money to be the sponsor of the month to be like, Hey, this podcast is brought to you by Apple or brought to you by Netflix or brought to you by Jim's barbershop, whatever it is. That's how you do it. The other way to do it is with affiliates. So if you're going to be talking about a specific product on there, or you want to make your own sponsored podcast, you can sit there and say, Hey, just before we start, one of the biggest tools that I use is ClickFunnels. And I mean, I, we couldn't run a podcast without it. We use it to get guests on. We use it as a landing page. We use it as a website. Highly recommend anyone listening, go check out ClickFunnels. I'm going to put a link in the comments or check out my link, jportnoy.com slash ClickFunnels, and that leads towards your affiliate. So now you make money by anyone who signs up using your thing. So you can talk about different tools on there. If you bring people on and they have something, so you bring me on and I have a program, we could give you an affiliate and then you'd make money on anyone who joined our program. That, so that's one way to do it. That's another way to do it. And then the other way, and I'll say this is the way I probably should have gone if it wasn't for the fact that I got lucky and Gary was like one of the first people that said yes to the podcast. Not many people have that happen to them where it's okay. Gary agreed to be on a podcast and the podcast doesn't even exist yet. If not, I think if I really wanted to do this and start a podcast as a moneymaker, what I would do is if I had a service I offered, so the agency, for example, I would bring on my dream clients. And I'm not talking about like Netflix and Apple and Nike or whatever it is, but realistic dream clients. Hey, e-com store owner that's doing $100,000 a month but wants to grow. So bring them on. Megan's, Megan runs a fashion brand. She's doing, she, I'd love to work with her. I love the brand. They're in e-commerce. If I just message Megan and be like, hey, I think we could run your ads and do a hell of a job for you. She's not going to get that email. She's not even going to respond. But if I message Megan being like, hey, would love to have you on my podcast and interview you, Megan's going to probably say yes. 
And then we jump on and we talk about the struggles with e-commerce. And then Megan's, yeah, 100%. One of the biggest thing is Facebook ads stopped working for us. Yeah, as a Facebook ads agency, we're seeing that a lot with our clients too. And one of the ways to navigate that, I'm curious, how do you navigate that, Megan? So now you're showing your authority in the space. And then guess what? After it, be like, hey, loved it. Love your talk and love the brand. And if there's any way I could possibly help out and be a value to you, just you're the type of people we want to work with here in our business. Like we try to align ourselves with pe- with good brands and good businesses. And you're that type of person. So if there's any way we could work together now or in the future, I- I'd love that opportunity. They may sit there and say, well, we're working with someone right now, but yeah, keep in touch for sure. Or they may be like, cool, this is awesome. Like we're looking for someone right now. So you want to schedule a call and I'll meet, uh, I'll put my marketing team on it. That's how you do it. And that's how you build a podcast to grow your business. And you're not technically not making money off the podcast, but that's your way to grow the business through a podcast. Awesome. Okay. We've got a question from Hannah. Hannah asks, so what's a book that you think entrepreneurs need to read, but have probably never read or heard of? Ooh, Only pick one. one. <laughs> I know there's one that comes to mind right now, only because one of our clients actually just messaged me this morning. We talked about it a bit back and then they just sent me a, the Amazon link and they're like, is this the book that you were talking about a while back? And I said, yes, but I'm going to actually go with just based off like a lot of the things that I've been paying attention to and hearing from people and just and whatnot, and really just consuming people's reaction to things is the psychology of money. I think everyone should read the psychology of money. I forget who it's from. We could look it up really quickly if you want. Just psychology of money. Yeah, the psychology of money by Morgan Housel. I think everyone needs to read that because I think money is a weird thing for a lot of people. I think people have really broken money mindsets. Uh, majority of people. I think the fact that most of us grew up with, we don't talk about money. We shouldn't talk about money and we shouldn't talk about those things. There's a difference between bragging me like, Hey, I'm a multi-billionaire. Check out my yacht and actually having conversations about why money is important. And if you don't have those conversations, too many people are left. They then, they don't even have the conversation with their spouse. They don't have the conversation with their kids. They don't have the conversation with other people because no one wants it. It's taboo and it shouldn't be money's important. It's, I think, like I said, I'm reading the book, More Money, because you just realize as you go through different life stages, you need more money, right? Like everyone, everyone lives in false positives of where they at with money. But I think the psychology of money is, was one of the first books I've read that really transformed my mindset down the path of thinking more of abundance and scarcity and really understanding how money works. And once you understand how money works, you'll realize just how different you've been thinking about it. And it's the wrong way. And not to sound woo-woo, because this isn't the case of, oh, how you think about money, now you'll start making more. But the truth is, it's not a matter of wishing and a mindset of being like, okay, I'm going to change my mindset and now millions of dollars are going to fall on me. But you handle sales calls differently. You handle clients differently. You handle yourself differently. You handle your personal finance a little bit differently. Once you understand the psychology of money, you begin to make different decisions. So it's a mindset that then leads towards actions of doing different decisions. So psychology of money. Okay. Oh, this is this is a cool question from Jacob. Best place you've traveled to for work? The best place I've ever traveled to is Hawaii. It was there on my honeymoon. Love, love Hawaii. I've been to a lot of places. So let me just say Hawaii was my honeymoon, but I actually went there for work as well at a different time. So Hawaii or Fiji? Fiji was pretty, pretty beautiful as well. But when I work, it's so funny. My wife, my friends, everyone, they sit there and say, oh, you get to travel here. You get to go here. You get to go there. The truth is I might as well be in a warehouse in the middle of nowhere because 
unless I'm like scheduling an extra day or day later, I get two hours in the morning, right? I wake up, go have a coffee, and then I'm in a conference room. I'm working. So I'm in a conference room all day, most of the time. So I don't get to see the pretty things. Fiji was interesting because it was like, you're there and then you're in a room, but the room overlooked the beautiful ocean. And you're like, this sucks. This kind of sucks because yeah. like it's right there <laughs> and you can't go because you're speaking next or you're learning something, whatever it is. I travel a lot for the mastermind that I'm in and whatnot. And we travel to really good places, but it's, it might as well be the middle of nowhere. But Fiji. There's not a lot of time. Not a lot. Is it? No, not a lot yeah. of time. What was it like? Six months ago or something like that, we were in, I was in Mexico and beautiful resort, insanely beautiful. But I went over the weekend and started on a Monday, but I went there for the weekend because I was flying from Austin and I didn't want to come home and I wanted to go straight there. So that was, I was able to get the weekend in there and that's okay, great. Now I got to enjoy it a little bit. Yeah. But then if I would have just landed on that Sunday and, and I would have had that half a day and then Monday I'm in a conference, I got the morning and then that's it. But yeah, yeah. Fiji was, Fiji was a beautiful place. I'd love to go back there like non-work wise. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody would. <laughs> okay. Let's see. No more questions, but it's time for my question. Let's do it. My question of the week. Okay. What's your favorite part of the coaching program? Oh, that's a good one. Um, so uh, I, I would say two things. One is it forces me to keep learning and honing my skills and it gives me an outlet to demonstrate these things. But sometimes you have clients in the agency and they're so rigid in certain ways and they have like different teams that the strategy that you're trying to give them to, to progress or do more or get better, there's so many uphills and they're not looking for you for that, right? We hired you for TikTok ads, just run our TikTok ads. But in the coaching program, they're open to towards the overall strategy. They're open to to listening because and you could direct them where to go so that that's a lot of fun because it really gets to hone in on where i think my strengths are and that's really understanding how to move the business forward and the strategies and the different problems that they're facing that i know the strategies for to help them go and then obviously it's when something hits and they see it and it works for them like when someone comes in and they're not making and they sit there and say we want to try something new and we want to do this and then you could get them to roi their money in the first 10 days of working with you because you gave them a simple strategy that sounds simple to me because I've been in this space for a long time, but, and they're like, really, this is going to work. And I'm like, yeah, of course it's going to work. And they ROI their money right off the bat. Watching them progress and build their businesses is awesome too. And getting to see that a little bit more. And it's a little bit more, you're more involved in that growth and seeing their growth than you are as an agency from an agency side. So that that's pretty rewarding too. Someone changing their life and whatnot is those are the feelings why we do what we do. Yeah. I'm sure it's very rewarding to just to see the members grow. Yeah. Look, I'm a tough, I'm a tough person, right? I, I don't sugarcoat a lot of things, but only because I've had so much sugarcoated for me when I've been launching businesses, people sugarcoating things, people giving me outs and validating my excuses that it, it just set me apart. It set me apart. And that's why I've become so blunt, so straightforward, so non-BS is because I care. And I know that caring is really radical candor and being able to deliver those news, for that, being able to deliver it. And as long as it's come from love, I don't hate anyone. I don't yell at anyone. And I don't, it, it doesn't come from that. It just comes from a place of me being like, I do not want to tell you you're doing the right thing just for to be passing. You like me and give me another paycheck. You are doing the wrong thing. And I wish more people early on in my life told me I was doing the wrong thing. 
I, like versus doing the right thing. I think that's why having the right people in your life is super, super important because you surround yourself with a lot of people who are complainers or complainers are going to validate every single one of your complaints, right? So because you're just going to go down a spiral of whose life is worse and whose is whatever it is. But if you're with people who uplift you and push you and sit there and say, no, man, that's wrong. One of the biggest turning points for me was I remember why am I so stuck on knowing your numbers? Because I remember my brother-in-law, he runs a, he runs a, a pretty successful business. Came over when I had the clothing business one time. He's like, okay, let's do a quarter review. I'm going to help you. Let's see where you're at. Let's see how we can help you grow. And he's like, okay, where are you at for revenue this month? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, what do you mean? You don't, know, you don't know how much money you made this month? I'm like, no, it's in QuickBooks. And I could go check. What percentage are you up versus last month? I'm like, I don't know. What did you do last month? I'm like, off the top of my head, I don't know. Where are you at for the year? What's your profitability at this year? And I was, it was just embarrassing. It was embarrassing. And he wasn't like, hey, man, it's okay that you don't know your numbers. Good thing there's QuickBooks. We could go look it up. And if, he was like, dude, like you, what, what are you doing? <laughs> and and I, was, I was embarrassed. What are you doing? How do you not know your numbers? And from that moment on, I knew every single number. From that moment on, Megan sends me a report every single morning of our numbers. If nothing changes the next from the day, I don't care. If we didn't make one sale, I don't care. I want to know the numbers. Because one is, if we're not making sales, that hurts. If you stay stagnant, I'm looking at that report every single day and numbers aren't growing, that's a problem. And But not only do I know my numbers, I can tell you the difference between this year and last year. I can tell you the overall difference between this year and last year. If, if the camera turns off, because we're not going to talk about our financial, but at any point, if anyone ever asks me, where are you at to the penny today? I know those numbers. And, and I think that, that comes from someone being hard on me. Someone would have just been like, okay, I, I don't think I'd be able to grow the business as fast as we did. I don't think we'd have the coaching program. And I don't think I'd be a good coach to people if I just gave into excuses. So there's a lot of, about it that I love, but I really think it plays into my strengths a lot more. Uh, running an agency and you're out of it a little bit and you're actually like CEO mode and running it. You're not involved day to day with the strategy anymore. And that's what I love. So this kind of really lets me do that. And then when they listen and they, and they have the, that growth, that's what I'm doing it for. I'm not doing it to satisfy my needs. I'm doing it to help others. Perfectly answered. Okay. I think that's it. Cool. Megan, as always, thank you. Great question. Again, you're on a roll with <laughs> questions. Yeah. And then I guess same time, same place next week. Mm -hmm. If anyone has any comments, put them in the comments below. If, if you have any questions, would love to hear from you on if there's anything you want content around, anything you want me to talk about it and you want to learn more of, please reach out at Jason Portnoy across all social media channels, which you would know because you're on the social media channels right now. But DM me on Instagram, come follow me there. Uh, tune into the podcast, let, like, listen to things and let me know if there's anything that could bring value to you. Because very easy for me to create value for myself and what I think is good, but I care more about what you want to see. So I truly appreciate it. If you could just drop a note anywhere, a message to me and connect with me. I'd love to say hi and let me know what you're working on. Until then, everyone have a great weekend. Megan, you have a great weekend, but I will be speaking to you very shortly because our day is not done and we got work. That we do. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for your attention. And if you made it this far, you're clearly someone who wants to take their business to the next level. And I understand that being an entrepreneur, it's a lonely place. It could be a lonely journey, which is why being part of a thriving community of like-minded people is just super important, as is the ability to instantly get 
answers to the questions you have in order to scale and grow your business. It's why I launched the Market Domination Coaching Group, and it's we are open for invitations right now to join. So to request an invitation and book a free diagnostic consultation, let's call it a game plan call, head on over to marketdominationcoaching.com. It's where I will jump on a call with you and show you at least three ways you could possibly grow your business, whether we work together or not, we'll still do this. Uh, it's going to be the best business decision you'll make uh, today. Uh, so speak soon. Head on over to marketdominationcoaching.com. Book your free game plan call and I'll speak to you soon.